Welcome to the Christian Writers Workshop, the podcast that gives you the tools you need to turn your writing and publishing dreams into reality. Here is your host, award-winning author and speaker, Michelle Lazurek. Welcome to episode four of the Christian Writers Workshop. In this episode today, we're going to be talking about five books every Christian writer should have in his or her library. Now, I've gone through and read many different books on writing. I've read through uh, some of the most best-selling writers, like Stephen King or Anne Lamott. I've read through some of the basic writing um, style manuals, um, and all of those kind of books that are out there. And it can be very confusing as to what books you really need to have sitting on your shelf that are really going to give you uh, the necessary tools and resources that you need to really jumpstart your writing. Um, and so I have picked five books that I myself use regularly that I find very useful. Um, I am not receiving any sort of uh, affiliate kickback or um, any sort of monetary uh, provision for uh, mentioning these books at all. Um, this is not, I'm not getting any sort of um, a- advertising money for that at all. I'm just giving you what really has worked for me over the past few years since I've been a writer. And just to help you kind of wade through all the majority of books out there that you can buy and in a sense kind of waste your money because they haven't been very useful. So again, there are many books I'm sure that could make a, a library a Christian writer's library that would be equally as useful, but these are just the five that I have used that uh, really helped me, have really enhanced my writing, and I've used, I feel like I've gotten my money's worth for buying them. Um, and so at number five, um, I just put the Chicago Manual Style. And this is just a basic reference guide of the uh, style that most publishers use uh, when they format and publish books. Chicago Manual Style is just a formatting um tool that uh, most publishers use when they are um, formatting books. Uh, If you're citing something, they'll ask you to use the Chicago manual style for that, um, as opposed to something like the APA, which is the American Psychological Association's formatting. Um, Theirs is different than Chicago. Um, And so that this reference guide goes through everything from basic grammar to how to paginate uh, the manuscript. Um, gives you just a lot of different tools using their style. And so um, if you're not versed in Chicago manual style, and not many of us are unless you're using it regularly, um, it's a great reference tool to have. Um, I know many editors, both professional um, editors and uh, people who just help edit other people's work that use it often and say it's just a really valuable resource. And I can imagine most uh, publishers probably also have it either on their laptops or on their uh, bookshelf just as a reference guide. Um, So it's a great reference. It can be a bit pricey, so just um, be aware of that. I got mine used off of Amazon from a third-party seller, so that can help with your pricing if you're looking for something maybe a little bit cheaper. But um, yeah, a very valuable resource to have. It really is an essential guide for if you're a writer or if you want to be published someday, you really have to have it in that style. So at number five is the Chicago Manual style. A bit boring, but um, definitely makes the list because it's just an invaluable resource. Um, At number five, I put a book that I found very useful. I use it when I taught 
public speaking. I used to teach public speaking at Gannon University uh, in Erie, Pennsylvania. I used to do it as an online uh, teleconference type course, and I used to use this book quite a bit when I taught. Um, and it's called The Secrets of Dynamic Communication, and it's by a man named Ken Davis. And for those of you who are Christians and kind of around the, the Christian circles, you may have heard Ken Davis. He's a stand-up comedian. He's been doing that for many, many years, 20-plus years of stand-up uh, comedy he's done. But he created uh, the SCORE conference, and the SCORE conference is really teaching uh, any type of speaker, um, whether that be stand-up comedian, that could be pastors, that could be pro- people who want to be professional speakers, to speak better and really have a good communication um, tool when they're speaking. And uh, it's the tagline on it is called Prepare with Focus, Deliver with Clarity, and Speak with Power. And that's what I liked about it the most. Uh, What I liked about it is that it gave you very practical tips and advice to use when you're writing. Um, Oftentimes when we write, we get uh, off, off on a tangent. We don't always, as our minds are working and as they're brainstorming, they're going sometimes in different directions. And it's easy to kind of get off track and kind of go in a different direction. I find that especially for myself when I'm when I'm writing something when I'm going to be speaking. I don't always do that when I'm doing it for an article or for a book, but for when I'm speaking, the the writing style that I use when I'm speaking and preparing for that is different than what I would use for a book. And so, I'm often writing down in my head exactly what I would say as if I was speaking out loud to someone. Um and so it's oftentimes for me I get stuck somewhere or I get stuck off in a story. And I begin to ramble and it often my, my material can lose its focus because I haven't prepared well when I'm um, addressing it. And so I loved what he has to say. He actually breaks down the uh, word score. He has it in each letter standing for something. And the, uh, it stands for, um, the O stands for objective, the S stands for subject, the C stands for central theme, the O again is objective, and the R is uh, rationale and resources, and then the E is evaluating your talk. Um, And I liked, especially when he talked about the objective part, the different types of ways in which you can write. And one of those is is a proposition. And there's two types of ways that you can do that. That's either a persuasive proposition or an enabling proposition. And so he asks you to kind of write out this sentence to embody what your whole talk is going to be about. So once you've discovered your subject, kind of that felt need, why do people need to hear what you have to say, and what's the theme of that, then you start to talk about how you're going to communicate that. And he talks about um, the proposition as a way, as that objective to kind of get your message across. So he talks about the persuasive and the enabling proposition. And so he asks us to write sentences in a way that will help instruct or provide that information that you want to get across to your audience. So for example, if you were doing um, a persuasive proposition, for example, if you want to persuade someone in your communication, you might say something like, every blank should blank. And so as you kind of fill in those blanks, you're thinking about your audience, you're thinking about the types of people who will be hearing you and what they need to get out of your talk. So for example, you may want to fill in those blanks with uh, every pastor should lead their congregations effectively. 
And then you might say, this is how you do that in three simple ways. And so then you would go, you would continue on and that's how you would be able to get your information across is getting that central theme, that thesis statement out there and then letting every other bit of your information follow in alignment with that theme. And so I really enjoy this and I, I used to use it quite a bit with my public speaking students because again, oftentimes we get into these tangents, we don't always think linearly. We don't think from point A to point B. Oftentimes when we're telling a story, we may think about what we, the information that we have at the forefront of our minds and that might lead us into a story that happened five years ago. And so you, you can do that, but then what, you have to be able to tie that back into your central theme. And if you can't do that effectively, oftentimes you lose your audience. And so that this really helps focus you, make sure that your material all aligns with what you want to get across to your audience. So that's what I really liked about this book. Um, and again, he's been doing this obviously for years, so he knows how to kind of captivate and hold and engage his audience. Um, he kind of allows us to communicate in such a way where you're not as fearful when you're public speaking, um, be able to use uh, notes or without notes, which maybe you can use just an outline, um, having that focus again when you're, in prep, when you're prepping, how to use illustration. So it gives you all the basic components of public speaking in a way that's very engaging. It gives you some tips and some exercises at the end of each chapter where you can kind of go back and review what, what he talked about in that chapter so you can get some basic bullet points you can kind of think about into your memory. So that's what I really liked about it. It's very conversational in its style. Um, it's not, it is not a funny book. Um, just so, because he's a stand-up comedian, people might think, oh, well, it's probably very humorous. It actually isn't. It's actually very serious. And I like that part of it because I thought it was very uh, solid. And I thought that the material that he gives you is very useful in any sort of prepping that you're doing for um any sort of speaking that you're doing. And oftentimes when we're writers, we don't realize that speaking is an essential component of your writing, that you need to be speaking, whether that's in radio interviews, whether that's uh, public speaking out in engagements, whatever you need to do, you may have to often speak vocally to people um, to promote your book or to get your essential tips and, and advice out to your audience. And this is a great book to help you Practice that and hone your skills. So at number four, I have Secrets of Dynamic Communication by Ken Davis. And the forward is by Michael Hyatt. Number three is a little gem that I kind of stumbled upon. I teach a writer's group um, once a month at my, in my hometown. And I have uh, a woman who um, actually used to live in Florida and knows the authors of this next book. And she mentioned it to me and I thought, oh, it had been popping up on my Amazon list for whatever reason for quite some time and I was intrigued by it and to find out that she actually knew the women who started this book I thought was really interesting but the name of the book is called The Emotion Thesaurus A Writer's Guide to Character Expression and that is by Angela Ackerman and Becca Puglisi and these women actually this is a self-published book um, it is something that both of them just kind of compiled themselves but I thought it was a really great take almost on the regular thesaurus that you might use except it talks about the emotion and oftentimes when you're writing whether it's nonfiction and you're telling a story or fiction where you're actually composing an actual story arc and developing that plot is you obviously need to convey 
good emotions and emotions that really paint that word picture for your audience. And so what I liked about this was that it gives you a lot of similar words or expressions that you could use if you want to convey a particular emotion. For example, she talks, and it goes from basically from A to, to Z uh, in terms of the emotions that they use here. And it's, obviously it's not, a, it's not the be-all and end-all. I mean, there are other emotions that can be used, but this is just what they have compiled. But they basically have it set up like this. They have the name of the emotion on top. So for example, on page 38, uh, they have the word contempt. They give you a basic definition, which in this case is a lack of reverence or respect to hold in disregard. So it gives you physical signals, crossing one's arms, showing closed body posture, gossiping, snorting loudly, rolling of the eyes, mocking, head shaking, sneering, stiff posture, a pinched mouth, a hard distinctive jawline. These are all ideas that you can use when you're going through and you're writing and you find that you're using the same words over and over again to express the same emotion. This is a great way to kind of substitute those words for new ways in which you can really kind of spice up your writing and at the same time convey that same emotion. So they have physical signals. So if you're describing a character and the person says, I don't know what to tell you, arms crossed, we can pretty much bet as a reader that we're that that author is communicating that that person is is not happy with the person that they're talking to. There is that lack of respect that they don't really care for what that person has to say. So that's a really great way to communicate that by merely saying that the uh, character's arms are crossed across its chest. There's also internal sensations. For example, they have rising blood pressure a tightening in the chest, stiffness in the neck and jaw, and a rolling heat in the belly. So that was some really great internal things that may be going on with the character. When we develop characters, it's important not only to develop the outside and what they look like, but also what's on the inside. And that can be very difficult, especially if we're you know, in the moment and we're writing and we're trying to develop that plot, it's really difficult to find those exact words all the time of what we want to convey. And I really liked how they did this. And then it goes on to talk about mental responses, negative thinking, unkind observations, mental insults, or a desire to verbally tear down or hurt another person. They also have cues of acute or long-term contempt. If that person is kind of harboring that bitterness towards someone, they may have a vein that throbs in the forehead. Or maybe they're thinking about that person, they're thinking about leaving the room or dismissing someone from their presence. They also talk about some other synonyms that may be used, and it also gives you the page number. So for contempt, that may escalate to disgust, scorn, or anger. In disgust, they talk about that on page 60. If you want to talk about scorn, it's on page 138. And if you want to talk about anger, that's on page 22. So I really like how they cross-reference emotions with each other so that if you're thinking about things that are very similar for example contempt and anger you kind of know in the book where to go and then also cues of suppressed contempt maybe they're not expressing it but they really are feeling it biting at the cheek fidgeting flushed skin purposely not looking at someone feigning interest in something else turning away to ignore the source see all these are really great visual writing cues that an author can use 
on the paper that will give that, that reader that visual picture, that word picture of what the character is doing at the time. So they can really follow along with what the char- who the character is like and help along with that development. So I really enjoyed the way that they have this set up. They're not that expensive. I think maybe $15 maybe is what I paid, maybe $13. Uh, so they're really not that expensive. And they do have others. I picked up the Emotion Thesaurus because I thought it would be the most helpful for me. But there are other ones. There are other um, urban settings. Um, and I can't remember what the other ones are. But they have maybe five or six now that have come out that I think is just really uh, unique um, and just very uh, necessary to writers who really want to say something, but they don't quite know how to say it. So this really is the helpmate to what do you say when you don't know how to say it. So at number three, I have the Emotion Thesaurus. That's the Writer's Guide to Character Expression by Angela Ackerman and Becca Puglisi. Okay, at number two, I have a book that I have read mostly all the way through, I have to confess. I have not read the whole thing. Um, It's not because I don't like the book, but because I'm just not there yet. And that is Michael Hyatt's platform, Get Noticed in a Noisy World, a step-by-step guide for anyone with something to say or sell. And I think the reason why I like it is because platform is really that necessary element that you need to have when you're a writer. If you really want to get published in the world, get recognized, and get some money, uh, make a living as a writer, you have to have a platform. I do plan on doing a whole podcast just on platform, what it is, and maybe a little bit about how to build one for yourself. But I think that Michael Hyatt does that so beautifully here uh, in his book, Platform. Um, Michael Hyatt was the former CEO of Thomas Nelson Publishing. Um, As some of you may know, Thomas Nelson has now merged with HarperCollins along with Zondervan. So they are now a different entity than they were a few years ago. So this was actually, this platform book was actually put out by Thomas Nelson Publishers, um, but they are actually HarperCollins now. This book is also dated as 2012, I believe. So it is a few years old so I do know that some of the information in here might be slightly dated only because of the ever-changing technology that we have ever-changing emphasis on which tools you need to have and when and all those kind of things so some of this may be a little bit dated than it was five years ago but I do think it gives you the basic building blocks of what you need to build that platform And I also like the fact that it doesn't matter where you are in your writing journey. You could be someone listening right now who has no clue about how to write, how to do, um, how to even get started in, in the writing world at all. This is a great tool to start. It actually starts off by asking you what kind of product you want to create and making sure that the audience really wants that product. So that's a great way to start. And that's even with people who are stuck in their writing. Maybe they don't know where to continue on in their journey. Those same questions apply. What kind of product do you want to create that's going to be compelling enough where your audience is going to want to buy it? Um, Then it also talks about launching that idea, getting those steps to creating that product. Also talks about defining goals and then building that home base. If you're someone who's blogging and you're getting two readers a week, how do you get off of that and go to the next level? Talks about basic blogging mistakes. How do you write your your post? excuse me, your posts faster. How do you build a speaking page? Talks about the basics of a website, what you should have for a website. 
and I will do a separate podcast on that as well, but the basic necessity of having a website alone is a very valuable resource that you need to have as a writer. No one who is a writer who wants to be traditionally published doesn't have a website. Everyone has a website. You know, we are internet-based. You have to have some sort of landing place where publishers or editors can look on the internet and find you and find where your place is and where you want to be in terms of your writing, what place you find yourself in the writing world. Talks about expanding your reach, engaging your audience, branding. We talked a little bit about branding in a, in a former podcast. These things are so important. Everything from Facebook fan pages to Twitter and all those different social media sites may be difficult to, to kind of wade through and find out which ones are important, which ones aren't. So I do think this is a great starting book for those that are just starting off in the writing, but I also believe it is a great tool for those who are more advanced in their speaking and just want to get a couple of ways in which they can go to the next level in their writing too. So I just really enjoy that. And of course, I think his information is very valuable because of where he comes from and his experience for 20 years as a Thomas Nelson publisher. So he kind of understands the marketing side of writing and and understands those things. So I do appreciate his take on a lot of different things. He also does a lot of uh, webinars that are for free. If you sign up um, at Michael Hyatt, I believe it's michaelhyatt.com. You can go and sign up for um, some of his emails that come through. I don't always read his emails, although I'm subscribed to his list, but I do find a lot of it very interesting. I do think he's very um, practical when he gives out information, whether it be in a webinar or an email. He gives you five tips for something or the reason why you should use this particular product or not this particular product. And I do think there is a lot of value in what he has to say. So I do enjoy that quite a bit. But number two, platform, get noticed in a noisy world, a step-by-step guide for anyone with something to say or sell. He also does have now, uh, since he created this book, has something called Platform University. And that is kind of a monthly community, a cohort, if you will, of people who want to advance their platforms. It is a paid, I don't even know what to say to describe it, if it's a, it's not necessarily a course, but it's um, kind of this portal to articles from other writers and big name people who are doing marketing well, who are advancing their platform well. He may interview someone who had advanced their platform very quickly, uh, but he always gives some great tips and resources and articles and information. You will find a ton of information there. However, it is a bit pricey. I don't think it is open all year round. I believe it is open about two times a year. So you have to jump on it when he's opening the doors for that. And it's very small window of time, maybe 48 hours or something where you can join. But I have joined that in the past. I have not stuck with it because of the price. Um, but it is a very valuable resource. I did download quite a bit of articles. There were a couple of them that I really did use and they really did work. So I do recommend that you use something like that if you're looking for something a little more advanced. But again, it is a subscription, so you may have to pay 
$200 to $300 a year to stick with it. So just be aware of that too. If you look into it and you want something a little more, he does offer Platform University. He does have other things as well. He does a lot of products. He has his best year ever right now. Living Forward is a new book that he's done. So he does always constantly be doing new, is doing new things for his audience. Um, that's how he kind of reinvents himself all the time. That is also why he's Michael Hyatt and I'm not. So um, he obviously knows what he's doing and knows what he's talking about. So um, I always take what he has to say at face value because I know um, his experience and I have gotten a lot of value out of what he um, shares with his audience quite often. So I do recommend Michael Hyatt. So that leads us to our number one book and that is The Christian Writer's Micro Guide. Um, every year someone publishes a writer's guide that gives you, it's a one-stop source for publishers, whether that is traditional publishers or self-publishing, indie publishers. It gives you the listings of all of those publishers that are currently accepting manuscripts um, at this time. There are also, the guide is also great for magazines if you're looking for places to submit your articles to kind of build your platform that way. Um, all the places that are taking articles at this time and the different types and genres and things that they are accepting at this point, um, it has it all right here in this resource. It also gives you some extra things too. It gives you all the agents that are currently um, accepting clients at this point. They are all listed in here. They also have writing contests if you're looking to um, submit some of your work to win some awards. They have some great listings in here for that as well. Um, that's under their support for writers section. They also have conferences, any place you want to go um, throughout the U.S. and I believe a little bit in Canada too where they have some writer conferences that you can attend. I do always find these very useful. This pays for itself. Um, I think it's less than $20 that you'll pay for it. Um, it. If you submit an article somewhere that pays and you get $30 for that article, you've paid for your writer's guide. That's why I always recommend it because it, it pays for itself just by getting those resources. And there's no way that you're going to sit, even as a full-time writer, and Google every single listing out there and find out what they take and when, what are their guidelines and when are they accepting. It can be a very tedious process. And I love how this has been done for us so that we can just kind of glance through and see what would be the best. It tells you, for example, if you're looking for a traditional publisher, it will tell you the name of it, the address, where you would submit the emails for that, the main people that you would be talking to, uh, the main acquisitions editors and people who are accepting those names there. So when you address your query letters, you could have the right person's name there. If they have a parent company, what their denomination is, what what types of submissions they're looking for, types and topics. For example, if you're a Christian living writer, you can look for that. Um, if you're looking for a romance, there are separate ones for that as well. Sometimes it'll also give you a tip. For example, if they are most open to something, they'll tell you uh, for example, for Hope Publishing House, let's say you want to submit there. Their tip is most open to a well-written manuscript with correct grammar that is provocative, original, challenging, and informative. So it does help give that leg up a little bit to someone who is not sure where to submit their work to. It'll tell you exactly what they're looking for. And I really like that about this book. 
I have found the periodical publishing part of it the most helpful um, because there are so many magazines out there and they also merge. They go out of business throughout the year and it's often really difficult to find where um, people or magazines are actually taking and whether or not they pay. And I don't know if the 2017 guide tells you if they pay or not. I'm just kind of rifling through right now. I don't see that it does. But um, I know there are past guides that will tell you if they pay or not. So if you have more than one version, you can kind of cross-reference and see if they do or not. But it, that's also a great thing to keep in mind, too. If you're really looking to make a, a living at this and you want to get some pay, extra income in, that will also tell you that as well. So it saves you a lot of time. And again, it does pay for itself. If you find that you submit an article somewhere, you can definitely pay for it within one article that you submit. So it really is that one-stop shop. This year, Steve Lobby, who is the president of the Steve Lobby Agency, so he's a literary agent. He also is, I believe he's the founder of the Christian Writers Institute. He published the book this year, and that was really timely for, for us as writers because the last one that was done was done by Jerry Jenkins. And he bought it from Sally Stewart, who used to do it for a long time uh, since it's been out. Um, and he purchased that and kind of condensed it, gave us a little extra with some articles from writers in that. Um, I didn't particularly care for that extra section of the writer's guide, but I can imagine some people would love that. Um, and his was actually dated, it came out in 2016, but I think he had been compiling for a couple of years. So his, the listings that he had were from the end of 2014 into 2016. So some of that, even that information could be a bit dated. So um, you have to watch out for that. So every year, if you have the money, you need to invest in a new writer's guide because people merge, they close out divisions. Sometimes publishing companies go out completely. And again, it's it would be very tedious and very... Um, it wouldn't be time... It wouldn't be wise of you to manage your time effectively if you were just constantly sending out to places and you didn't know if they were open or closed or they were looking for the type of submission that you have. So this really is a great guide for that. So again, by Steve Lobby, just came out a couple months ago. Um, he actually did an online version of this. That's the first time that's ever happened, which I also think is really great. I got the print version just because I kind of like to have a book in my hand that I can kind of feel the pages and thumb through. But the online source is a little bit cheaper, and I think it's also great too because um, from what I understand, they will be updating that throughout the year. So you can not only get it uh, you know, beginning of 2017, but you can also have an updated version throughout the year so that you're constantly getting the newest information possible. So that's another great um, way to do it too. If you say, oh, 20 bucks is not in my price range, I believe it's something like $10 or something to get the online version. So, and again, those links are live, so you just press on those in your Kindle or your tablet, and it just takes you right to that page. So it's really great. Um, again, I, you really can't go wrong by buying a, a Christian Writer's Market Guide. You really can't. Um, so again, that would be my number one recommendation. So that just leads me to my action step, which is what one book are you going to buy to begin your writer's library? Um, so I hope you guys are having a, a great time in your writing. I hope this is inspiring you. Um, I hope it's encouraging you. If you ever need me, please feel free to contact me. Um, you can look at my website, michellezurich.com. Um, contact me from there, and uh, I hope to hear from you. I hope this is really helping you out. Uh, so have a great day, and happy writing. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Christian Writers Workshop. 
Don't forget to connect with Michelle online at www.michellezurich.com. Join us again next week and find out how to turn your writing and publishing dreams into reality.